The power of altars. An altar is a supernatural system of authorization. It's a supernatural system of authorization for the spiritual realm. Actually, it works like this. The altar is a supernatural realm of authorization for the spiritual realm to have entrance and encounter with the physical realm. Okay. So we, we, we are talking about raising up righteous altars. So when you break that Like in certain families, because your forefathers chose unrighteous paths, there is, it's still in the word, because of unrighteous paths, there is curses that have been passed down. So it ends with you because you are raising up a righteous altar. It ends with you. I stood on my altar the other day and I said, because everyone in my family passes away from cancer, you better listen, you better listen to me tonight. Because there are altars of, major altars of um, Freemasonry in my family. So I'm not worried about Freemason touching me. But I know my authority, the authority of my altar, which is a righteous altar. And I stood up and I said, and I mentioned all my grandchildren and my children, and I, I decreed it in the spiritual realm. I said, from this moment on, nobody in this family will die of cancer. Not my seed, not my seed seed and my seed seed. So raising up a righteous altar. I don't have to go to the demonic altars. I just raise up a righteous altar. I've got no business with the demonic altars. I just raise up my righteous altar. Okay? Yes, exactly what he said. Altars play a very key role in territorial government and control. There's an your altar is your secret place of encounters. So I'm making you aware when you have an encounter with Yahweh, you're busy with your altar. Altars provide supernatural covering. Because when you go, it's like when you lay yourself on that altar, and we, the, the moment you feel I'm just letting go and I'm giving everything and I'm, I'm not holding on to anything. The moment you let go, when we say let go and let God, it's like when you lose that control. You see, 
We try and hold on to control. We try to control so much in our lives. I'm talking to everybody here. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. We are trying to control so much. But the spirit is a flow. The spirit is let go. And literally, God says, right, angels, go. Go. Yeah, when you're letting go, all your, all your gates are open. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. Now you can let go and let Yahweh. So we know that an altar is a point of spiritual exchange. Now, listen to Isaiah 55 verse 1. Whoever is thirsty, he's speaking about an altar now. Come to the water. Whoever has no money, come by and eat. Come buy wine and milk. You don't have to pay. It's free. Why do you spend money on what cannot nourish you? Why do you trade? I don't want to specifically talk about money. But I just want us to make ourselves aware that we are busy trading every day. Why spend money on things that cannot nourish you and your wages on what does not satisfy? Listen to me. Eat what is good and enjoy the best foods. <laughs> what we've had here, you exchange your time and this has been delicatessen. <laughs> Straight out of Yahweh's delicatessen. Whatever that is, I don't know where I get that word from. Shoot, I'm something. <laughs> Yahweh makes you look good. Amen. Isaiah 55 is three. Here's the altar. Bow down your ear. Give me your attention. Come to me. Yeah. And your soul will live. Amen. Yeah. And your soul will live. Because he's the life-giving spirit. Oh, this and that and that. The other day, this uh, I said, what did Yahweh tell you? What did Yahweh say to you? No, because what Yahweh said, they don't want to do. So their soul is depressed. Depressed. It's because of disobedience. And I quickly cut the conversation because I ain't gonna go and sit in those ashes. <laughs> Good for you. Because my spark is fired like normish I'm not gonna sit in those ashes. Because I said, oh, obedience is better than sacrifice, my dear. What did you always say to you? Your altar is a trap for the wicked. Amen. Yeah. Altars have power to break old foundations. That's what I did. Yes. Come on. Your seed and your seed seed in your family depends on your priesthood. Yes. Fully agree. 
it's massive what Yahweh is opening now. You know, when I stood and I did that, I felt like foaming my son and saying, oh, because I, I felt electricity. But I knew he wouldn't, he wouldn't completely understand. So altars, your altar is, is the power to break the old foundations. It means to change the course of events. Hmm? It's a place of renewal. Covenant creation and renewal brings an end to destruction and plagues. If strange things are happening, please don't come and tell me, oh, the devil's attacking me. <laughs> I mean, how defeated does that sound? If I had to tell you some days what comes, yeah. Yeah, you don't get these long letters. And you know, they don't come from people you don't care a about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if young Rob from Ingekerk sent me a letter, I'm like, delete, block. But it, it's, it, it's unfortunately, then, you know, it's not from young Rob from Ingekerk. You have a mystery of rock. And now I'm vigilant. I start reading. We love you, but Jen, you're on the uh, you're on the wrong path. Not reading any further. Yeah, then you definitely deleted no. that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I never I never had, had the heart to do that before, but now hey. Yeah, no, I, I have started. So if Yahweh tells you something, who the hell is anyone else who's yeah. the opposite? Because <laughs> they, they're talking from hell. Yeah. So instead of, instead of using your mouth to fuel the fire, do you know how the devil's attacking me? And let me just tell you what happened here and now. What happened yesterday and what happened? Yeah. Sorry, I can't You're just playing you. up to that spirit. You're fueling the wrong fire. The, listen, you kill fire with fire. You kill fires with fire. You don't flinch or give it attention. You kill fires with fire. The fire enfolding itself that we spoke about. You spoke that fire of the Holy Spirit with the seven fires from the seven spirits. You know what? Kevin Zadar said, he said, when I, he's, he's as bold as this, he says, when I fly into the city, I mean, we're dealing with one of our mountains religion. This is what it said. Um, I need to get a team of intercessors together. They need to fly ahead into the city. And 
Yeah. They need to go ahead and they need to go and, you know, bring the strong man down. The strong man walks in who is in the spirit. Who's the strong man? Like Kevin Dan, I said, he said, you know, when I fly into a city, he said, man, the demons don't want to hang around there. <laughs> hmm? yeah. You see, Yeshua functioned from his from his position in heaven. He wasn't distracted by the natural. He spoke from the throne. He spoke from his authority and from the power within him. He wasn't distracted. We, we get too easily distracted. Your altar is a double-edged sword and triggers unusual blessings. Now, Esther this morning, I'm so excited that she stepped into this Melchizedek anointing. Because that affirmed to me, that's what I wanted to unlock and what's going to culminate on Sunday. So the revelation of trading is, it's relatively new and that revelation is still unfolding, right? So, the power, these generational altars that I spoke about just now. And it's not fasting and praying and it's one decree. It's just what do you dare to decree? I'm asking you, what do you dare to decree? What do you dare to decree? If you are struggling and certain things are just not breaking through and you know it must break through, go to your altar and begin to decree. What is Yahweh empowering us? He's empowering us to partake of our heavenly altar. And as we partake of the heavenly altar, because Yeshua said, everything under me, it's under my feet. So when I partake of my heavenly altar, I am crushing all other demonic altars. Crushing. Genesis 1. Think now, who knows that that was the first trading that took place? In Genesis 1. Do you know that that was the first trading that took place? And unfortunately, listen to this, it was the first demonic trading floor where Adam and Eve traded with Hasatan. Yeah, Yahweh made me aware of it the other day. 
And now listen to this. Because there was no righteous trading floor in the earth yet, or established in the earth yet, from that moment, Adam and Eve and all of creation was subject to the fires coming off the demonic trading floor. The demonic altar, I mean. Okay, all of creation. Listen to this. This sounds like what happened to mankind after Genesis. Ezekiel 26 verse 12. Mad when I read it. it. This is in Ezekiel. They will take by force all your wealth and go off with the goods with which you do trade. They will have your walls broken down and all the houses of your desire given up to destruction. And they will put your stones and your wood and your dust deep in the water. Isn't that what happened in Genesis? Speaking about Lucifer, and we know that's not the devil. Okay? That's not the devil. And the moment you say that name, it gives a jolt. But he, he was a king. Okay? So now, why I'm bringing him up is, listen to this. Why this great king fell was because of his trading. Ezekiel 28 verse 5, by your great wisdom and by your trading, your power is increased and your heart is lifted up because of your power. He fell because of his trading. For Matthew 16, verse 26, what, what does a man, what does it profit him if he gains the whole world? This is what happened to him. But his life, he suffers loss. Now here's the, the crux, this verse I thought of. Matthew 16, verse 26, what will a man give as an exchange for his life? Hmm? That sounds like an altar. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then Yahweh took me and she, she was like she read my notes. <laughs> and he said to me, the heavenly trading floor already was established before the foundation of the earth. Because the word says he was crucified before the foundation of the earth. So the crystal, the sea of glass is your place of spiritual trading. It's a spiritual... Now, here's the thing Yahweh says to me. He says, this is a spiritual trading floor for spiritual blessings. And he took me to this verse, Ephesians 1 verse 3. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who, who did bless us with Every spiritual blessing where? In the heavenly places. And people quote this to get the next laptop. To get their cell phone. <laughs> to get the new car. <laughs> Why are we blessed with all spiritual blessings? Because before the foundation of the world, 
there already was a trading floor. And Yeshua traded to gain all of creation. God said to Yeshua, I will prepare for you a body. I will prepare for you a body. So, the first righteous trading floor or first righteous altar that hit the earth. You've got to hear me carefully now. Okay, before I say that, Ephesians 1 verse 3, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms has been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father. The father of our Lord Jesus. You see how he always says, the father of our Lord Jesus. is to tell you how much he loves Jesus. All because, now here's the thing, he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. And he chose us to be his own. Listen to this. Joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Ephesians 1 verse 4. Verse 5. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his sons through our union with Yeshua, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. For the same love, the same love he has for his son, Yeshua, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. The first righteous trading floor to descend into the earth was with Melchizedek. And remember, I told you, he says, this is the order of Melchizedek. There's been orders of, um, which is one you can think of in the world. An order, well, let me explain what an order is. An order means there's many. Okay, there's many. The order. So he is the forerunner as the high priest, and we are priests as well of the, in this order of Melchizedek. It's a righteous altar. The order of Melchizedek exists beyond the perimeters of death in the realms of eternity. 
Abraham's meeting with Melchizedek changed and impacted Abraham's life from that moment on. I listened to how Yahweh made me aware of something. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Listen to this. King of Salem, there isn't a... King of Salem, there isn't... Uh, he, he wasn't from a earthly city. And I, it was like I was taken into that moment because Abraham had just come back from bringing all the spoils. He overcame. He was victorious. And the Bible says Melchizedek met him. Now that's supernatural. And I, I suddenly was there and I saw Abraham was caught up into the realm of Melchizedek. Because he was from another realm. And Salem means you're going to come to Melchizedek, the king of Salem. Look what is released. Look what Salem means. Peace, completion, safety, and perfection. Not perfectionism. You see, Christ fills everything up. He fills us up. That, that is the merging of divinity and humanity. We can do nothing within ourselves. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. But with him, he says, anything is possible. So that bread and wine that Melchizedek offered Abraham, it wasn't natural. This food had the, the dimensions of eternity within its substance. For an indestructible life. The moment the, the word says that Abraham gave his tithes. So he was trading on Melchizedek's altar. That's what you do when you bring a tithe and an offering. That's what you unlock. On that trading floor. You unlock what flows from the spirit. The supply of heaven, everything that is spiritual blessings. So he exchanged. It was an exchange. But here's the thing. The moment, listen, when obedience happens, and I'm not just, I'm talking about, I'm talking about everything, okay? The moment that obedience happened, the moment Abraham obeyed, did you see that the moment he obeyed, the, uh, uh, a demonic trade was offered to him? The moment he obeyed, the king of Sodom came to him and said, Ah, oh, just. You can keep this, but just give this to me. 
And Abraham, he would never sacrifice and give away what he had just received from Melchizedek. And he said, I'm sorry, not interested. Because the king said to him, give me the people and take the goods for yourself. The moment he was obedient. So, I want us tonight, I want you from this moment, this is our righteous altar. Every step, Yahweh has laid out the red carpet for us. Every step you take on that red carpet as we partake of his blood and his body, every step he's saying to you, all blessings in heavenly places is yours. It's all yours. He wants justice for you. Justice means everything you've lost. Everything that you were robbed of. It might not come back in, a, in the way you think. It, it doesn't come in the package you think. But it means he is going to lift you higher and higher and higher. He's going to lift you higher and higher and higher. Psalm 9 verse 4, and I close with that. From your righteous throne, you give me justice. Amen. Justice is coming for you. Justice is coming for you. You don't mess with an anointed son of God. Justice is coming for you and for me. Amen. So you can come.